Hello, this is William Easton, your host for a revolutionary new approach to small business success, Richmond Biz Live on WLEE News Talk 990 AM. You can start by checking out our website, richmondbizlive.com, and download your program schedule. You'll find it in the resources section. Join us every Saturday at 10 o'clock for Richmond Helping Richmond, one hour of information, techniques, and tools that you can use to achieve your dream. Clear your calendar and join in every Saturday at 10 o'clock on WLEE News Talk 990 for the most important hour in your week. Good morning, Richmond. I almost sound like Rob and Williams doing Good Morning Vietnam. This is WLE News Talk 990 AM. Hope you had a great business week. It's time to make it complete. This is Richmond Biz Live, the show that is growing Richmond's economy one business at a time. And if you'd like to join us, which I would recommend, because where else can you get it? So much consulting for so few dollars. 844-249-5483. That's 844-249-5483. Or... Make it real simple, 844-BIZ-LIVE. Okay, I'm your host, William Eastman. I'm managing partner for the Growth Works, which is a Richmond-based growth company with uh, offices in Richmond, Kansas City, Las Vegas, and if you live in Alberta, you would say Calgary. Um, and we are the place where Richmond businesses are helping Richmond businesses. So this week's topics, um, are gonna, the focus is going to be on bringing stability to your business and your business operations so that you can increase profitability, or if you're not seeing much profitability, perhaps get a little. Each of the topics um, that we're going to introduce today are organized into a 10-minute format where it's going to be a conversation delivered by a local business expert, and it's going to answer three fundamental questions. One, why is this critical or important to you? Number two, what can you benefit from using this information in your business? And number three, how you can get it done. Now, I realize in 10 minutes, some of the topics we cover, are you need something more in-depth, and that's why we provide a resource page at our website, richmondbizlive.com. Just go to resources, and you can download show notes. You can download podcasts. They're basically, and there's a lot of other stuff up there that I don't have time to talk about. So at that, um, everything, like I said, we cover on the show is available on the website. And again, join us at 844-249-5483 or 844-BIZ. Live. Okay. Uh, so let me kind of make the transition to our first guest this morning. Uh, the origins of the show is basically my Saturday. Um, every Saturday morning at about 10 o'clock, I'm sitting there listening to the radio, uh, something that um, I love to do, and I'm working on my business. And what am I working on? I'm looking at are we on plan as a company, which is a marketing and sales question. Are we on schedule, which has to do with the production of, of things or uh, how we're doing on the service side? How our cases are being handled and cases being customer complaints. Did we get them solved? Uh, do we have new ones coming in? And then finally, the last one is, uh, are we on budget, uh, which is financial? And so I thought as I was sitting there listening to, I don't know, some syndicated show on, um, no, I better not say it, uh, on some herbal remedies that men might need, um, I thought a show discussing uh, business would be a whole lot more productive than uh, talking about uh, erectile dysfunction or something of that nature. So anyway, I thought that I would do something that would help my brothers and sisters, uh, those entrepreneurs in the greater Richmond area. And so that is the genesis behind the show. So now what I'd like to do is I'd like to take our first segment and introduce our get first guest who was here two weeks ago with us. Mm -hmm. That is Mary Foley from Bodacious Ventures. And Mary is going to be picking up the theme on thought leadership. Uh, we're handling this issue of branding in two ways. One, we've got 
Eric McCama from Firestarter, who's talking about branding as an organization. And then we have Mary talking about branding from the personal perspective and how critical it is to the business owner. So, Mary, welcome to the show. Well, thanks. It's great to be back again, Bill. Okay. So, uh, um, I, you and I were talking uh, right before we got on here, and then one of the things you were going to introduce is the concept of content marketing. Right. Um, could you kind of define that for our audience, please? Sure. You know, um, every business owner, small, medium, or large, has some kind of expertise. They know well what they do in their in their industry and in you know in, j- in just what they're doing every day, what service they provide, what products they have. they know about it really well. They know it far better than who they're selling it to and who they're offering it to, and that's why they come towards you. The idea, is, so that's content. Their knowledge is content. So content marketing is capture that and put it in a form that other people i.e. prospects and even existing customers can consume and digest. And it can take lots of different forms. Perhaps one of the biggest forms is a book, you know, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be as big as a book. It could be a white paper, could be articles, could be blogs, could be a video, uh, um, it could be teleseminars or web, uh, webinars, even live in-person events. It could be presentations uh, that, you know, you, you uh, give around town. Um, and social media can also be not only a marketing tool, but it can be a content marketing tool of, Here's some tips about, let's say, if you're, you're an HVAC, about what to do for your AC coming up for the spring and the summer. That's content marketing. You know stuff, put it out there in a way people can consume. Okay, so um, so let's talk a little bit about, a little more about how content marketing affects their buying decisions. Yeah, well, that's, that's why we do it, and that's why it's important to do it, because actually... I found some research that showed that 57% of B2B buyers will do research online before they ever, to to solve a problem that they have or to get some solution to help them with their business, before they're ever going to pick up the phone and contact a sales rep or talk to that company. And that's on the B2B side. On the consumer side, I know it's far more than 57%. So if you're selling the consumer, you basically, the game has changed. So it's still a, you know, the old school, so to speak, was about solution selling. And I would say, I'd argue, that no longer works, at least the way it was done 10, 15 years ago, yeah. which was, here's somebody, you meet somebody in person, you, uh, you're a sales rep, you're trying to diagnose this person's problem, or you're, you get them in a conversation, what are you trying, you know, what are you trying to solve? They come up with a solution, obviously based on their products and services, and, uh, and then they go from there. Right now, it is the consumer or it is the business person who's trying to solve a problem for their business they've defined their problem they're looking online and that's where that 57 percent comes in then if they run across you and you seem like you're going to help them solve that problem in a way that they go yeah i i you know i want more i want then they pick up the phone or more so they send an email yeah well you know it's interesting because they have a one of the clients i have is um in the sign business and when i shared this insight that you gave me uh, kind of from your last show two weeks ago. And he said, well, what expertise do I have? And I, you know, I looked at it and I said, well, you have at least two. One is you know how to make signs. Right. And then mm-hmm. number two is that you know something about messaging because, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like owning a billboard, a sign. You only can get so much on there. Right. And if people are like moving in an automobile, for example, there's only so much they can read. Right. So even something as simple as a sign company has at least That's two right. areas. Right. I, as a business owner, how often am I creating signs? Every now and then. I'm not an expert at it. So tell me, what are the colors that get the best attention? Well, how big do I need to make the font to really be effective? Um, what about some of the phrasing? Can you give me some feedback on what I want to put on there? That's the kind of expertise we're talking about. 
Okay. Um, anything else about that statistic on, on people going online in a 57%? Because that's a – I hadn't heard that one before. I, I don't disagree. I just hadn't heard it. Yeah, well, uh, you know <laughs> – there's research for everything out there, right? You know, somebody else may find another research says, no, it was 73%. I don't really care if you come up with, I know it's north of 50%. Every business owner can say, how do I look for solutions to, to things that I'm trying to do in my business? Are you first picking up the phone by somebody that you've met in a networking meeting or for God's sake, the yellow pages? No, you're going online. You may ask a friend or a buddy or a colleague, hey, who do you know? But you're still going to go online and check them out. Uh, uh, Mary, another thing that hits me, and it's uh, and I, it, it just came to me as you were talking, is that uh, one of the things that I try to do in a sales call mm-hmm. is I always want to kind of wow the client. In other words, if I'm, I'm working with somebody, yeah. I want them, if I call and say, hey, I'd like to come in and pay you a visit, right. I want them willing to, t- want, want to take the sales call, motivated to do so. So I always spend a lot of time doing research on their business and would always have a little something to give them and say, hey, I here's what's going on with your industry or with your customers. And almost always I could tell by the look in their eye that they were like, how would you know that? Mm-hmm. Like I had some secret information or they were so busy, right. they didn't. Well, here's, here's what content marketing can help with that. It's not just people, prospects and, and people that are not customers yet. It can be also uh, people you're already talking to. You're in active co- conversation as a possibility of them, you know, y- you know, doing business with you. And you have that white paper available ready to go. You have um, a blog article you can link and send them to. You have a webinar. I say, hey, listen, I, I just did, you know, and you can send them a replay. You, these are not only for attracting people to you online from the online base. And, and therefore interacting with you. They also can be used in any part of a sales cycle. They even can be used for existing customers. We know that one of the best ways to get new customers is referrals by existing customers right. and re- repeats by existing customers. Right. Keep them coming back by keep adding value through content that you have. And you need to be strategic. You know, last week, Eric McCullough of the Firestarter Group, he said about uh, an effective brand is distinctive. And also Mike Carroll, who's with Focus Business, says it's important to always bring value to your customers. Well, how can you be distinctive right now, particularly if you're part of that 80% that you talked about, which is right. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling and I'm not – well, guess what? Be distinctive by doing some content marketing because most of the 80% are not. Wow. I found another statistic or another study. It, it was about thought leadership, about putting out this content. And, it's, uh, and it showed that 73% of businesses think that content marketing is very important or important, okay, because it was a five-point scale. Right. That's 73%. Yeah, they think it's important, but are they doing it? Probably not. Okay. So I'm all about helping people do it. And I had some, last time I was on, I gave a challenge. And that was come up with, um, do a Q&A kind of perspective. What are 10 questions that people typically ask you already, existing customers, about your product or your service? 10 questions. And then the second step was to write down the answer. Don't, oh, yeah, I know that. I can talk about it. No, write it down. Two or three paragraphs. People who did that, and then here's the next thing you can do is you can start to, that's the that's an easy, easy way to start content marketing. Question, answer, question, answer. And I found some companies here locally that are doing a good job and a couple that could be better. One is apartmenttherapy.com. Wow. Apartmenttherapy.com is locally based, but it's also gone national. They had front and center. I just looked at their website. How do I identify outdoor furniture that I spotted on vacation? 
That's the question. They go and they answer it. Their whole website are bits of content. It's great. Apartment Therapy. Interesting you name. Like? I, li- I love it. like that? Okay. It's like my favorite company, Big Ass Fans. That's big, no exactly. Doubt. Right. No doubt. So they're all about how to make the most of small, sma- uh, small spaces. Um, but here's another thing. It doesn't necessarily have to always be online. You can also put the same thing in print. So I was looking at Metro Biz recently and quarter page ad space and there was a Q&A and it was it's done by both Joiner Fine Properties and um, SHRM, which is Society of Human Resource Management. So they came together. The question was reclo- relocating for work or moving to cut down on your commute time. What can you do to prepare your home before it goes on the market? They call this and then and then it actually answers the question uh, to a certain extent in the ad and then it gives a url to get more mm-hmm. at richmondsherm.org slash ask the expert so they've got it online they're doing some teasers you might want to say and some other mm-hmm. ways to get in front of eyeballs of metro biz so this is how you can complement both print and online uh, uh, mary aren't you doing this i'm doing yes I, I am i am i am um I decided I want to do a Q&A about women and career confidence. So I thought, you know, I, and I have an ongoing blog and I do a lot of written articles. But video is more and more uh, up and coming. Not even up and coming. It's here. It engages. So I have created a series called Got a Quick Question. And I call it Entertaining Advice for Women about Career Confidence in three minutes or five minutes or less. And I, I have a question and boom, I go into an answer with very practical um, how-tos. Wow, that sounds like something that uh, any one of our listeners could copy. Yeah. How, how do they get there? Okay, so you could check out examples of this. You can go to my blog, which is at maryfoley.com slash blog. You can, and, and, and by the way, I, I tape them. I put a videotape, put them up on YouTube, um, and then I put the, the I embed the YouTube into the blog. So I am it's up on YouTube as well at youtube.com slash speakermaryfoley if you want to see just all the videos. But that's how I, re, I, I do both the video, I'm sorry, but YouTube and, uh, and the blog. But I'll tell you this. Here's another thing. Here's somebody who is trying but didn't quite make it. Okay. Patient first here in the area. Everybody's heard of them. They're one of the top 50 employers that are identified by Richmond Times-Dispatch recently in the paper. Okay. They have about 700 employees. They're not just here in Richmond. They are regional. However, a lot of people know of them. I went on their homepage. I mean, they're in healthcare for goodness sake. How many Q&As can you have? They did a brochure right here. I printed right. it out called Health Matters, and it has questions. Here, when is a person considered overweight or obese? Um, how do you combat it? Another one was about allergies. How do you distinguish allergies from a cold? And they were doing this because a lot of times in spring, they say a lot of people, you know, want to start to work out again, and then and this because of the, because of weight issues and also the allergies kick in. You know, this is a pdf that you got to print out on their homepage, missed opportunity huge not good enough this needs to be the same content that they've pre- created as a brochure that's going to be mm-hmm. sitting in their clinics should be online in some kind of format that i can read immediately that says here's a question here's a question here's a question answer 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 on some kind of blog or type format okay. missed opportunity so this is how easy it can be you could have existing marketing materials where you're all you can pull from and just but you've got to make it online okay so mary and in, uh, in closing uh, how do people get in touch with you especially if they're interested in this whole area of content marketing well like all the biz experts on richmondbizlive.com you can go to the richmondbizlive.com click on biz experts all of our contact information is there um, you can go directly to my website maryfoley.com and i'm happy to uh, help anybody out 
Okay. Hey, good seeing you this morning, Mary. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Thanks, out. We'll be back. Hi, Mary Foley here. If you're a small business owner in RVA, you're an expert in something, be it building websites, selling insurance, or HR consulting. Are you proactively sharing pieces of your expertise to attract new clients and keep existing ones? Well, that's what thought leadership is all about. Join me on Richmond Biz Live Saturdays at 10 on WLEE News Talk 990 for easy ways you can use thought leadership to grow your business. As a business leader, have you developed a highly productive work environment? Do you create a work-life experience that is self-motivating, enjoyable, and rewarding for your fellow workers, vendors, suppliers, and most importantly, yourself? To navigate to a pleasurable work-life experience, which will provide the means for you to have a fantastic full-life experience, contact me, Andy Schulich, for a free consultation on the web at metamorphosismc.com. This is Richmond Biz Live, 844-249-5483. That's 844-249-5483 and join in the conversation. And we're going to move over to our next segment. And for all our listeners out there, if you're not someplace where you're taking notes, sit down, get a pen and a piece of paper, because we're going to cover the most important 10 minutes uh, that you're going to hear in quite a while. I'd like to introduce, uh, reintroduce the audience as Andy Chulik from Metamorphosis Management Consulting. And Andy is going to be talking about one of my favorite topics in the world, lean. Welcome to the show, Andy. Good morning, Bill. This is a good subject to start the day off with. Uh, What is lean thinking? Uh, first, uh, we want to go ahead and look at a uh, definition of it because most people aren't familiar with it. It's um, a way to go ahead and maximize your customer's value while minimizing waste in your operations. And by doing this, you create more value for customers with fewer resources, and you integrate all the business functions that they have. But most importantly, you think deeply about purpose, process and people it's all an integration it's the key to implementing lean manufacturing and it's um was originally developed in manufacturing but since then they've taken the principles and have adapted it to almost all types of businesses so you don't have to be in manufacturing to do it it was Uh, just the research area that you're absolutely true i i've been involved in lean manufacturing for over 15 years and we've been just as successful doing it in service Based companies because everything in a business is in a flow. And I think the most important thing, Andy, that you said there in the definition is lean is a way about thinking about the business. This is not just about production, manufacturing, or service. That is correct. And with lean, there are basically five principles that, that they have developed. And I'm going to briefly go over these, but they really need to go in more depth in the future. One is they provide, lean provides value. And this is defined by the customer, which is very important, not what the supplier thinks. The second is the value stream, and this is the sequence of operations that you perform. And I'm going to give you an example here in a minute. The third one is continuous flow, and this is where you go ahead and you start something, and it goes from the beginning of raw products 
or the beginning of a service to the end of the service. You complete it. Uh, the next is pull versus push. In the past, most people have done things that they think the um, customer needs, and so they're pushing services <laughs> out to the customer. But the customer really doesn't need it. In today's age, what you want to do is to listen to the customer, and the customer will request something, and that's called a pull. They're pulling from you the service that they need. And the last is really to strive for perfection because what you're trying to do is to get zero waste. Now, we know that's an impossibility, and to do it above 80%, it's very, very expensive. But because changes occur all the time, you constantly have to be reviewing and measuring what you're doing in a business. I absolutely agree with you that strive for perfection. And I think for everybody to kind of encapsulate those principles before Andy talks about why this is important, is this. If you were to itemize everything that happens in the company from the beginning of the marketing process to the end and delivery, and you were to give the customer an invoice for all of those activities, what would they pay for? You've just identified the high-value activities. If the customer wouldn't pay for it, then the only other question to ask yourself, is this a required activity? Do we have to do it? The answer is no. Then why are you doing it? And this is a quick way of eliminating a lot of the waste that's in the system. That is correct, Bill. And uh, as an example, when we, we are really talking at value stream, um, picture in your mind you're going to go ahead and get an English muffin, but you're going to put peanut butter and jelly on it. And so uh, on, you have the English muffin sitting on your countertop, and it's on the east side of your um, kitchen, and the uh, refrigerator that contains the jellies on the north side and also, uh, which is about five steps away, and the um, pantry that contains your peanut butter is eight steps away on the north side. So if you would go ahead and get the peanut butter, walk over there eight steps, come back eight steps, stick it on the counter, walk over and get the jelly another five steps, come back five steps, and do all that, and then apply it, and then have to do the same reverse process, you end up with 52 steps. And that sounds okay, but we want to accomplish the same thing, and we can actually do it in 32 steps. Because if we go and get the peanut butter, and on the way back we pass the refrigerator, we get the jelly, so then we go ahead and apply everything, and then we take and deposit the jelly in the refrigerator and the peanut butter on the same trip, we are actually saving quite a few steps, which is really 20 steps. And so that was wasted effort that didn't have to be done. And the same thing can apply in your business. So you have to analyze it. Yeah, I mean, you just highlighted what's the difference between our kitchens, the one that we have at the house, and a working kitchen, because in a working kitchen, you would consider every one of those steps, eliminate as many as possible, and make sure that whatever the product or tools required to do that step were right there, that you didn't have to go anywhere to go get them. Okay, so Andy, let's talk about why is this lean concept important? What's the, what, what, why would I, as a business owner, want to know about this? Okay, well, in today's age, um, lean keeps the business aligned with the customer wants. Therefore, the existing and new market opportunities for a business are well-defined by the customer. Again, if you define something for the customer and they don't want it, they're not going to buy it. And and an analogy to this was when the the Japanese came in with their cars and the way the United States produced the cars in the last century, um, 
we tried to, the car manufacturer tried forcing onto the customer what the customer wanted to buy where the, the Japanese listened to it. Okay. Um, another thing is where we go ahead and look at um, documents in a continuous review of the process to where we're looking at the actions and eliminating those other uh, unnecessary actions. And most importantly, we need an engaged workforce because the more the workforce is involved, the more they can identify where these um, wasted areas are. Right, because a lot of the, lot of the, a lot of the improvements come from the floor as opposed to a group of engineers. Okay, so Andy, let's talk about the benefits. If I'm going to do this as a business owner, what can I expect? Okay. Um, well, what you want to do is to go ahead and uh, when you do this, you get basically, if you look from a financial point of view, again, everything is, is tied together. We increase efficiency, uh, and therefore we get higher profits and better cash flow. Uh, another real important thing is when you're looking at the growth of your business, if you have a more solid business, you are growing better. Plus, if you for some reason want to sell it off, it's a more attractive uh, sell-off um, okay. offering out there to the to the people, and means you get a higher return on that. Right, and, and and that's certainly a topic that we're going to get into later about what are you going to do long term with the business. Kind of Linda Heath's conversation about legacy. So, so Andy, I, I I realize that we could we could talk about this for a day. At least I could. So where do we go from here? How do you do it? If I'm a business owner, where do I start? Okay. Well, the first thing is you have to get some foundation education. And that's where you learn the principles of lean and how to basically apply them. So, um, again, in this case, you would take a course and um, become familiar with that. And then the other important thing is you have to implement this across your organization. It's just not the the leader doing it, but everybody has to understand the principle because you're actually what you're doing is you're changing the culture. Absolutely. And in doing the changing the culture, you're implementing measures to determine, am I doing what is required today? But what's required today may not be tomorrow, so you have to constantly measure that. And basically, what Lean does is produce processes which become good habits. And if you think about a baseball player, he's out there practicing how to swing. And once he perfects that swing through practice, he then becomes a good habit, and he doesn't have to think about it. It becomes automatic. That's what all golf is. That's why you play golf every day, to try to get a yeah. habit. Uh, so, any okay, Andy, so... Um, Let's, let's talk about in conclusion. Let's, uh, let's pull this together and give people a resource that uh, they, can, they can reach you with. Okay. Well, in summary, Lean's a methodology that is used to develop a continuous uh, improvement process to drive your business into reducing unnecessary cost. And uh, if you have any questions about this, uh, you can give me a call. At, and we can discuss what lean is, how it may benefit your business, or how you may implement it. Um, please do not hesitate to contact me, Andy Schulich, on the web at www.metamorphosismc.com or go on to Richmond Biz Live and uh, look me up there. Excellent. Yeah, and if you go to business, uh, richmondbizlive.com and go to the experts page, You'll find Andy there, and you'll find all his contact information. Hey, thanks, Andy, and uh, I appreciate you stopping by and talking about one of my favorite subjects. Very okay. good, Bill. Enjoyed it. All right, thanks. Thank Take you. care, Andy.
Yeah, and I, I, I've got to tell you that if you're going to get anything out of this show, this whole area about lean um, is really critical uh, to the future of the business. Most of everything that I've done uh, for small business development in the last 10 years has all been around lean because not only is it how you do business, it also creates kind of the culture of frugality. Um, and uh, later on, I'll talk about how critical that is. So now what I want to do is I want to begin to, to shift over because they really do go together. And let's move into the technology piece because part of what lean is, it's mindset about how to run more efficiently. Well, I'll tell you what, if you, if you, don't, if you are not running an integrated technological company, and I'm not talking about spending $250,000, I'm talking about being smart about what's available uh, on the web, you can pull all of the pieces of your company together and so that you truly are lean. So what I'd like to do is welcome back uh, to the show, uh, Weetran, uh from Firestarter. And what he's going to do is he's going to talk a little bit about this integration of software or getting an integrated platform. So we welcome to the show. Good seeing you again, man. Hey, Bill. Hey, th- definitely. Thanks for having me back again. It's, uh, it's an exciting topic. I, I am really happy to talk about this. Um, so today what we're going to talk about is company networks and how it makes it simple for employee to electronically update activities and thus get quicker results. Okay. So technology nowadays has definitely changed the scope of how we do business, and especially how we, inter- how we interact with customers. So actually, uh, take, for example, a retail store. In the past, most businesses over a counter or a checkout stand, that's usually how we'd done our business before. And if a customer had questions about a product and the sales reps didn't immediately know the answer, what the sales rep would do was pull out a catalog or pull out a yeah. product manual and then begin flipping through it. And in another situation, if the sales rep closed a sale and then only to find out that maybe the inventory wasn't there and the stock wasn't available, the only solution for the sales rep then would be to call around the other stores and see if they have that product on hand. So ultimately what this causes is a couple of problems. It causes one, increase in errors. causes two, a uh, frustration because of lack of communication. And three, it causes ultimately bad customer service. So... I'm happy to tell you that with technology nowadays, we don't have to deal with this anymore. <laughs> technology now allows businesses to streamline their operations, leading to more sales and happier customers. So because computers and devices now can all be networked together, it makes it easy for an employee to electronically update inventory and to look at product information much more quickly. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about cloud technology and its benefits from saving money to saving time to having expert support. Well, now with cloud technology, any business information you wish to share could be networked to any device. It's like as if you, the sales rep, could have information, your company knowledge base, wherever you go. And also, not only with technology now, will the end user have the um, information readily available, but also the customer as well. Um, talking with Andy earlier, Andy gave me a really great analogy. And the analogy was that uh, a car buying analogy. Back then, post-internet era, um, people would come into a car dealership and they would ask the sales reps, hey, can you tell me more information about the car? Nowadays, people actually have the information readily available. It streamlines the sales process. It makes that sales process easier. So then when they go into the car dealership, they're already telling the, um, the sales reps, Hey, this is the car I want. I want this, this, and this. And the sales reps just files the paperwork. From the business standpoint, makes the sales process much, much easier and quicker. And it changed the whole sales process. And the car dealerships 
that have grasped that are doing very well, and the ones that still work in the old model, selling the old way, they're dying. Yeah, absolutely. Because how do you pull? How do you, how do you how how do you convince somebody who knows as much as you know what is true and what isn't? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a it's a level of automation that now we can use, the business can use to empower their employees to be more efficient, have better communication with other staff and customers. Okay. You know, I mean, really, at the end of things, for networking computers to be able to share information, business will solve the following problems. Now we're looking at reducing errors, we're looking at increasing efficiency by then. We're looking at increasing communication, and we're spreading the knowledge base. Okay. And then also, we are aiming at our real goal, which is increasing customer satisfaction. That's right. And, of course, all this eventually gets into margins and profitability. Um, I would say that the the one thing that comes to my mind, it's been my mantra. Now, I'm not a tech guy. I'm just a business owner that consumes technology. (laughs) So I kind of have a good sense of it is my rule of thumb is I want to enter data once, not twice, not three times, but once, and then able to find that data no matter where, what program I'm in, what I'm looking at. Absolutely. So, so how do you do that? So let's talk about the how-to on here. Yeah. So how do you do that? Um, so before, when we had a spreadsheet before, you had one spreadsheet and you would share that spreadsheet, but only one person is going to access it. And then because one person was able to access it, there would be double entries if mm-hmm. multiple persons try to access it. So how do we do that? Well, we need to figure out a way to network those spreadsheets together, network our computers so that we can share these spreadsheets together. So actually, I have some tips. Okay. on what we can do, on, on some technology we can use to accomplish this. So one technology we can use um, is Dropbox. So if you're a small business out there and you haven't heard of Dropbox, Dropbox is a file-sharing tool. You can put your spreadsheet in Dropbox, and then they'll sync to all your different devices, or all your staff's devices, and then you guys can now have a shared document to where you can edit anywhere you go. Yep, another... Um, and it tracks the edits. It does, yeah. So, yeah. so you can see who edit what and when, and so if there was a mistake, you could go back. But it also helps. It, it turns a spreadsheet from a static uh, document into a dynamic document. It does. It does. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yep. And if there's any sort of problems, we can always go back and look at the different revisions and revert to a previous revision if we need be. Okay. Yep. So another tool is Box.com. Very similar to Dropbox, but I think that Box.com adds a little bit more security to it. Dropbox will be more user-friendly, but Box.com as always, if you add more security, you're going to add a little bit more complexity. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, and by the way, I use both, so and I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um, so another way that uh, I'm looking at helping your business improve through communication is through web conference tools. You know, we need to communicate. Businesses, right. we need to communicate with our internal staff and also with our customers. And how we do that is we can be more efficient if we use web conference tools such as join.me. There is WebEx and there's GoToMeeting. And mm-hmm. if you guys are like a Google Hangout fan, then there's also Google Hangouts as well. Okay. Um, and then the most exciting topic that we're going to talk about next week is CRM software. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So these are the software that you will have access to keep records of all your customers, keep records of all your relationships, and begin to share that among your staff. So this is to come next week. Definitely please join in. But in the meantime, I'll just give you a teaser. Some CRM softwares that I've done some research on that are, um, that are free to use up to a limited amount of license is, right. number one, there's Podio. There is oh, that's new to me. Podio is a really cool software. I look at Podio as a Salesforce, but 
a downgraded cell sort, but it gives you the ability to add multiple objects. And these objects can be, if you want it like an accounting uh, base, you can use, you, you can create a module that will keep track of your accounting. It gives you customization flexibility. And, where, and so I would be able to take that accounting then, and for example, if I'm like the universe, which I'm not, by the way, but most people are on QuickBooks, I could easily take that accounting data and download it to QuickBooks, and I've entered it once. I you, don't have to go to QuickBooks and enter it again. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. There are processes that we can use with Podio that will streamline everything that way. Okay. Yep. And uh, uh, the, the, the other one you were talking a lot about and I had experiment with was Basecamp. Say a yeah. little bit more about Basecamp. Yeah, so Basecamp is a project management tool that uh, you can use and actually share with your customers to keep track of where you're at with their project. So let's say you're working on a website project. You're a freelance web developer out there, and you are developing a website project, and you have a scope with your customer that they want pictures, videos, they want uh, written content, and they want it in this time. And then you can actually track different milestones on, let's say I'm going to deliver pictures a week from now, videos two weeks from now, and then the ultimate project ends a month from now. You can actually use Basecamp to track your progress and actually to share that information with your customers so that they know where you're at with it. Excellent, excellent. The one up that we've been using is an Australian company called Work Etc. And uh, it, it's a little bit more extensive than Basecamp. Uh, and a, as you said before, is mm -hmm. that if it's more extensive, then it's also a little bit more complicated to use. But I also find interesting, just comment on this, is now when I'm making a decision on software, I look at it, its features, but I'm really concerned with what it integrates with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Integration is a big thing now, especially with cloud technology, because there are so many different pieces of cloud technology you can use, for everything from an accounting software to a project management software to a warehouse uh, inventory software. And to have a system that can integrate with, if, with these different types of softwares are great. And actually, so when you go and you begin researching different um, cloud-based solutions out there. Definitely look at their features and see what they integrate with as well. Okay, sounds great. Um, uh, we in your last uh, couple of seconds here with us, how do people find out more? How do they get in touch with you? Great, yeah. You can get in touch with me through the Firestarter Group website at firestartergroup.com. Also, we are listed on the Richmond Biz Live website as well. So if you go to richmondbizlive.com and click on Biz Experts. That's right. And you, and you are there, both you and Eric are there. Yeah, we are so on there. You, you're the only company doubly represented, but uh, that tells you something about their expertise. Well, we're excited to be here. Thank you. Hey, we thanks a lot, man. Good seeing you again, and I'll see you in two weeks. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you. And uh, we'll be right back with our featured guest, Stephanie Phillips from the Greater Richmond Chamber of Commerce. My name is Wee Tran, IT and Web Director of the Firestarter Group. With over 75 years of collective experience, our team of experts work relentlessly to uncover your organization's unique identity, focusing on the most effective means of communicating your brand. We believe successful branding establishes an emotional connection between an organization and its target audience. The days of old business models are over. It's time to rethink your business. Welcome to Firestarter. Visit us at firestartergroup.com and richmondbizlive.com and take our complimentary 30-second brand audit to gauge where your brand is at today. Hello, this is William Eastman, your host for Richmond Biz Live on WLE 990 AM. You know, when I prepare for my segment, Owner as Executive, I am acutely aware that this is the number one obstacle to business growth. So, 
why don't you make an appointment with me every Saturday at 10 o'clock to help you grow with your business? It will be the best 10 minutes of your week. Hi there, this is Stephanie Phillips with the Greater Richmond Chamber, and I want to talk to you today about Palooza. On May 8th from 5 to 8 p.m., the Chamber will be having its largest signature and most enjoyable event out at Dominion's Innsbruck property in the picnic area. We'd love to have you come out and join us. We are expecting close to 80 tabletop vendors. We're going to have good food. We're going to have music, lots of business connection opportunities. We'd love for you to be a part of it. Come out, check it out. Please go to grcc.com for details. And we're back. This is Bill Eastman at uh, Richmond Biz Live at WLEE News Talk 990. And I'd like to introduce our future guest we talked about earlier today, Stephanie Phillips from the Greater Richmond Chamber of Commerce. Uh, welcome to the show, Stephanie. Thanks, Bill. I'm glad to be here. Well, before we get in, uh, we start talking about uh, Schmooza Palooza here. And for everybody, your ears ought to pe- uh, perk up here because it's going to be a great event. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, the, Richmond Cha- the Greater Richmond Chamber and your role there. Sure, thank you. Um, I've been with the Chamber for quite a while now, and actually my role is Director of Member Value and Engagement. So my job is really, I think, the most fun, where I get an opportunity to work with our members and the business community to really help grow the Richmond region to be as successful as it can be. Yeah, when you and I were talking offline, you said something interesting to me, that, uh, that the Chamber is no longer your father's Chamber. What did you mean by that? Right. Well, when when you hear Chamber of Commerce, I think sometimes people get an image in their head of kind of old stodgy guys sitting in a room and having a boring meeting and that type of thing. And we're we're a lot more colorful than that. And part of that is that we are really more about providing a great environment to do business. And we really don't do some of the traditional things that some chambers do. Yeah, in fact, I, I've heard about uh, a couple. You're doing some stuff around women's leadership, for example? Correct. One of our initiatives actually deals overarching with a leadership uh, kind of component. Part of that is some programming that is specific to professional women in the region. So we do provide some very um, transparent, professional and personal growth, helpful information with other professional women in the region. And it's a great, we're only in year five, and it is just going gangbusters. So we're really excited about that. And, and this program is the, not only for women who are in large corporations, but for the smaller businesses and the owners, right? Yes. A lot of, we are a hubbub for entrepreneurialism in this region in particular. So, and we have gotten some, um, some uh, notification of that, which is really nice. So we really want to, take that opportunity to let the business people know of the opportunities that the chamber does provide okay well let's let's talk a little about schmoozapalooza yeah it's just what's, fun to say yeah, isn't well, it? yeah i know it, it makes you smile thinking it, about it, it. Does, so, it does so what's happening on the 8th of may right so with may 8th from 5 to 8 we are going to be expecting about 800 business people to come out to dominion's innsbruck location and in their picnic pavilion we'll be having Uh, tabletop vendors, a silent auction, there'll be music, there will be um, craft beers, there'll be wine, and just a great time to make connections and do some relationship building that business people really like to do. And the coolest thing about it is that it's very much in a casual, fun environment. Now, I don't have to be a a member of the chamber to go, do I? No, you don't. We do have a non-member rate. 
for people that want to get involved with that. One of the benefits of being a member is that members are the ones that can have the tabletops. Oh, excellent. Talk a little bit about the tabletop. Right. We're probably going to have about 60 to 80 tabletops out there in total, and it's a really great opportunity for a, a chamber member, depending on their product or service, that they would like to display. So it gives them a chance to get an audience to come by and sort of scope it out. If you think of a, of a trade show environment, take everything about that, take all the boring inside part yeah. out and put it out on a grassy field and let your imagination go from there. Oh, wow, that sounds great. Well, how do people find out more about Schmoozapalooza? Well, if you go to www.grcc.com and just click on events or you can wait for the fun uh, Schmoozapalooza logo to scroll by and it's bright yellow, green, and some orange, so you can't miss it. Just click on it and read all the information about how to get involved. Okay, and uh, how about uh, some of the special programs, some of the things that you're doing at the Chamber? Uh, what beyond? Uh, how do they find out about the programs beyond Schmoozapalooza? Right, if you also go to grcc.com, and if you click on some of our leadership offerings, those are something that we're very proud of at the moment because it does help with the young professional um, prof- uh, development that is going on and depending on wherever you are in your career there are opportunities that are relevant for you not only personally but professionally to grow and let's face it if we keep the talent here in Richmond uh, within this entire region it just makes it a better place to do business yeah and, and it sounds like it really fits our listener base because we are targeting uh, small businesses between one and a million uh, one and ten million dollars in revenue and between 10 and about 50 to 60 employees. So it sounds like uh, this is a sweet spot that people ought to be taking advantage of. Correct. And, and really, one of the things that we'd like folks to keep in mind is that we have about 1,100 businesses that are members. Within that, probably 70-some percent really have fewer than 100 employees. So we do have a great representation, we feel, of those that are really interested in creating a great region and really are equally as passionate about moving the region forward as we are oh that's great well i'll tell you what i appreciate you coming by the studio and uh, talking about it and i will see you along with a lot of our listeners on the 8th of may yep be a blast that was great i greatly appreciate uh, stephanie being in the studio and um, what that leaves me now is our last segment of the day and uh, we're going to be talking about the people dimension now just to put it into context is that I've done three other segments, two on the owners as executive and one on people or HR. So I want to kind of pull those together because it's a very logical flow. In our first show, what we did in owners executive, we talked about management involvement and how management does get involved with what's going on and how do they create a shared work vision. And then we followed it up at the following week with our people segment on sharing real-time data and building support for corporate objectives. Most people in organizations do not know how the company is doing. This is a way of getting them into the great game of business and then getting support for the objectives, which are a part of making that happen. And then last week, um, an owner as an executive, I talked about being the vision, that, that as you talk about the, the, the vision you're trying to create for the company is that they're going to look at you and no place else. When they say, well, what does that look like here? And then how do you inspire people about the future, that there is some enthusiasm and commitment to what you're trying to do as a business? Well, now I'm going to kind of close that set out by talking about how critical a formal goal-setting process is within the business and the issue of holding people accountable. 
Okay, so why is it critical? Well, let's face it, you've got limited resources, time, energy, and people. Now, I didn't even talk about money because this doesn't necessarily take time on money, but it does talk about energy and focus. You need everybody because of limited resources. You need everybody focused on the same thing. Uh, Basically, as we used to say in the business, getting the herd heading roughly west. Okay, number two is if you're going to become a top-performing company, you need productivity levels that are greater than the average in your organization. As we've been talking about the elite 5% of the businesses, uh, one of the characteristics of those companies is that their productivity numbers are at least 10% to 15% higher than their competitors. Now, the benefit, obviously I began to make that case, is the benefit to this is an enhancement of business performance and, and a process or methodology for developing and evaluating talent. So let's take the business performance. Um, you know, a lot of times in a business, there is an incredible fine line between break-even and losing money. I remember I was working for a major food supplier, uh, food stores up in New England, stop-and-shop stores. And when we did an analysis of the uh, meat department, it turned out that one steer, one side of beef, improperly butchered, destroyed all the profits out of that department for the week because their margins were so lean. And so there really is a fine line between making money and not making money. Well, if people don't, under, don't have a set of goals, or maybe a better way of saying it is the goals provide a context to how they work, work is wasted it has, if it doesn't have, if it's not focused on some business objectives. So if I do this, I can begin to target a 10% productivity increase because I make it part of what people focus on, on every day. And it gives me a competitive advantage over my competition. Uh, an additional 5% on margin could mean 20 to 30% increase in pro- profitability. We all know about that is you get to that tipping point and suddenly the money is incredibly good and it's almost all going to the bottom line. It has very little variable cost on it. Um, uh, the people side of that, the benefit is... Um, in order for people to help you change the math of how the company's performing, they got to know the math. And so part of what I'm doing here is by cascading my business objectives down to them and getting them involved so they're creating some goals for themselves, is that I'm teaching them how the company makes money so that they, as they begin to make their efforts, as they begin to do their jobs, they're affecting this. And that really makes goal accountability really critical because... If I'm, in fact, going to get there, people need to know what they need to do, and I need to be able to understand this uh, when I'm making decisions about how to lead and manage, okay? But also is that it tells me what people can do or can't do, and it gives me a methodology for evaluating how well they're contributing to the overall success of the company, okay? Um, in the, and if I take it a step further is that if I'm building their skills, you know what, I'm ultimately building commitment for them to perform in the company. On the evaluation side, it's a perfect tool to determine who should be rewarded and who shouldn't because I can look directly at what those contributions are. And if you consider what makes up a company's culture, and Andy talked about it a little bit, and Linda Heath's talked about it, but basically you can take culture down to two issues, what I measure and how I reward. Those two things determine what the culture of a business is. So how do I do this? Well, first of all, I start off by cascading objectives down and turning those into individual goals. Okay, so you start with your top, top people, and um, you based on this year's business plan, you move those down through the organization 
to show them what must happen, and then they give them an opportunity to participate in this, give them an opportunity to put their perspective in it, and we, we call it a roll-up. You roll those back up so you can say, okay, here's their input into this. Let's formalize it. And then here is the map of how we're going to move forward as a business. Um, on the accountability side is that I would recommend you have one business meeting a month, typically right after the financials are out, and the whole meeting is about corporate performance. And you do it at every level of the organization to say, here's the bogeys we set out. Here's how well we did against um, our goals this particular month. Um, it's a, it's a powerful, powerful tool, and if you want to change the culture of performance, that's how you do it. Uh, my guarantee is if you implement those two, two techniques, you'll make a significant impact on the day-to-day performance uh, of your business. Okay, and so with that, where have we been? Well, we've talked about uh, the thought leadership, and we talked about content marketing. We talked about operations and lean thinking. We talked about technology and how to integrate uh, use your tools for integration, and then how do you get people in the great game of business? Where are you going? Well, we're next week we're heading into managing cash flow, doing market research, identifying your best potential customers, and handling internal business communications. See you next Saturday. Go to our website, richmondbizlive.com. Wealth and prosperity to everybody. Your host for a revolutionary new approach to small business success, Richmond Biz Live on WLEE News Talk 990 AM. You can start by checking out our website, richmondbizlive.com, and download your program schedule. You'll find it in the resources section. Join us every Saturday at 10 o'clock for Richmond Helping Richmond, one hour of information, techniques, and tools that you can use to achieve your dream. Clear your calendar and join in every Saturday at 10 o'clock on WLE News Talk 990 for the most important hour in your week. For news from the worlds of home maintenance, travel, vehicles, and investing, stay tuned every Saturday to News Talk 990 WLEE Richmond.